Welcome to the Maybe I Can podcast. I'm your host, Debbie Weiss. I'm here to motivate and inspire you to stop using your circumstances as an excuse, just like I used to. An excuse to not take control of your life. It's time to stop living your life on autopilot and start taking purposeful action to create the life you truly desire. Let's do this together. Well, welcome back to the show. I am so happy that you landed on my station show channel. I have to figure out what to say because I still can't figure that out. I also, I guess it's good that this is just audio and then I have not yet decided to videotape this and put it out there on YouTube yet soon to come. But, oh my goodness, it's a Saturday afternoon. I just had the urge to get on here and talk to you. And I have not taken a shower. I went to a Zumba class. Then I came home and walked Yogi. My hair is a mess and I am a sight. Let me just tell you, but who cares, right? I feel good. You feel good. I hope you feel good. If not, I'm going to talk about something that will help you feel good. A few weeks ago, I said, I planned on discussing the importance of a morning routine. And so today, that's what we're going to talk about is what is a morning routine? Why have it? What are the steps to establishing it? And by the end, hopefully you'll be inspired to either start one or maybe tweak your existing one. Now, full disclosure, I was the kind of person who would figure out okay, what time do I have to leave the house for work in order to get there on time, right? And then I would calculate backwards with the least amount of time to set my alarm so that I can just get up, brush my teeth, take a shower, have something quick to eat, grab my stuff and leave, right? I wanted to squeeze in every second of sleep. And God forbid I hit that snooze button, right? Because then I was panic stricken. And really, it is not a good way to start your day because right off the bat, from the second that I jumped out of bed, I felt rushed. I didn't leave myself one spare minute. And I really was not having any time to kind of like ease myself into this day. I just was like, buzz, alarm jump up and go. So several years ago, I I guess it was from listening to a podcast because it seems like this is how I got all of my information or at least started to learn about the importance of some of these things that I had never really thought about or been exposed to. And honestly, that's why I started this podcast because I'm hoping to do the same for you. So a few years ago, when I heard about, you know, why even have a morning routine and I listened to what people were doing and what time they were getting up. And I was like, that is insane. I couldn't believe people were getting up at four and five in the morning on purpose to do things for hours before they even set off to work. So why do it in the first place instead of, you know, eking in every last second of sleep. Well, it really does set the tone for the day, right? If you wake up 
and you leave yourself more time. You don't start that day right in that, you know, hamster wheel stress mode. You're relaxed. Maybe you're doing something that makes you feel good. Obviously, that is the idea. We'll talk more about what those things are. And if you do that, then gosh, what a different way to start your day. You start with a different outlook, right? You're not panic-stricken and stressed. You're, I don't know, hopefully relaxed, calmer, and more hopeful. It's been shown that having a morning routine enhances your productivity. It also does reduce stress and it does promote self-discipline. It could give you some healthier habits. Now, of course, in order to do it, you've got to look at what happens the night before. And I think that that was part of the adjustment that I needed to make, right? I couldn't be going to bed at midnight and thinking that I was going to get up earlier. When I started, the way I started was only changing the time I was going to sleep by 10 minutes, right? So let's just say that I went to bed at 11. I instead would go to bed at 1050. And then if I went to bed at 1050, maybe I would get up 10 minutes earlier. And I would do that for a week or two until I felt like, okay, I got this down and then just kept increasing that time. And, you know, on the nighttime side, when I first started the routine, what was I doing at night? That was so important that I needed to stay up that late watching TV, looking at my phone, right? Doing both at the same time, watching TV while scrolling mind mindlessly through social media. Certainly, I wasn't doing anything of importance that I required me to stay up. Better to have that extra 10 minutes to start on the morning side instead of the nighttime side. I couldn't imagine, you know, life without as much TV. But again, if I thought about that in the broad sense, like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to move my bedtime from 11 to 10, that's impossible. But 10 minutes, that was certainly doable. I started with that and then it was, okay, and what am I going to do with those 10 minutes extra on the morning side? For me, when I started, I honestly just didn't rush. I didn't have a specific activity. I just was able to breathe in the morning instead of, you know, like I said, running like a crazy person. The thing that really, I think, started my morning routine off was when I decided that I was going to try to meditate. I had never been a fan of meditation, didn't understand meditation. I might've already told you in a previous episode that not only was I not a fan of meditation, meditation stressed me out, just the opposite of what it was supposed to do. The first time I was ever exposed to it was in a yoga class, which that's a whole other story, but was in a yoga class. And at the end, when I saw everybody, when they said, you know, Shavasana, I didn't know what that meant. And I see everybody lay down and close their eyes. I was panic stricken. I mean, it was 
horrible. My skin was crawling. Like, when is the instructor going to tell us it's time to get up? Because I can't lay here like this with my eyes closed. I have too many things to do. Maybe people are staring at me. Like, I, it was just, it was awful. I almost didn't want to go back to yoga. Well, for a variety of reasons, but I didn't, I didn't want that. I didn't want to have to be meditating. And then of course things changed and that's another whole story, but I was able to relax my mind a little bit. And I thought everybody else is doing it. There must be a reason and I'm missing it. What, you know, if other people are seeing a benefit, maybe there is a reason that it's not working for me. And I eventually did try to embrace it and started with an app that, you know, I had somebody talking, talking me through the meditation, which was helpful. And that's what I did. That's where I started with my 10 minutes or 20 minutes. I meditated for three minutes, five minutes, seven minutes, again, worked myself up to 10 minutes until I actually found myself looking forward to it and liked how I felt in the morning instead of, you know, I was calmer, I was happier, and I was ready to face my day. So I started with meditation. That's one suggestion, something to kind of help your mind relax. Maybe it's meditation. Maybe it's reading. I have a friend, that's what he does. Every morning he wakes up and he reads. That could work for you too. Maybe it's reciting positive affirmations. I know people who have a list and maybe they write new affirmations every day based on what they feel they need to tell themselves. And you read it out loud, looking at yourself in a mirror. All of these things help to calm you, to excite you about your day and set you off, you know, on the, on the right path for your day. Something else that could be part of your morning routine is something physical. Maybe it's you go for a walk. Maybe it is that you do yoga, exercise, something else, what other any other form of exercise that you enjoy. Maybe it's stretching. One of the things that I started adding was I bought myself a foam roller because I always feel so stiff and tight pretty much everywhere from head to toe. And I find that that makes me feel better. And if I do it daily, I I do see the benefits. So I have added that as well. Third, it could be something nutritional. You have extra time to prepare a healthy breakfast, drink more water, prep your lunch for the day or your dinner for the night, whatever, whatever that is, but you have time. So that way you're set for the rest of the day and you don't have to worry about grabbing some kind of food or drink that you really didn't want to. Everyone's routine is different. I think that is important to realize. What works for me? Is it going to work for you? Your own routine could work for you now, and then something changes and you've got to adjust. It's ever evolving. For me, I started with, as I said, I started with the meditation I then wound up adding a 5.30 a.m. yoga class three days a week. I know, it's crazy. I couldn't believe it when I did it. I mean, never in my life, first of all, never in my life yoga. 
let alone at 5.30 in the morning, not in my house. This is prior to the pandemic, but it was a place that was literally literally around the block. So I did just have to get in my car and drive around the block. And what wound up happening with that particular class was there was only a handful of us and we became a unit and you wanted to go to see the other people. You knew that if you weren't there, they were going to be calling or texting saying, we missed you this morning. What happened? Just want to check in to make sure you're all right. You know, so we all kind of became each other's accountability buddies. And even the teacher, it was nice because it was the same teacher. She got to know us. We got to know her and it turned into our little 5.30 a.m. family, which was wonderful. And then the pandemic kind of messed up the whole thing. And we were never able to get it back, unfortunately. Since then, I did pivot to something else. Now I do strength training with a, with, with a another wonderful group of women and another wonderful instructor. It's 6 a.m. Yay, I get to sleep in, you know, a little bit longer, but the drive is a lot further. So I only got a lot of that, maybe about 10 minutes more, but it's also Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But what happened when I added this new exercise class over the pandemic, I really had developed a lot of other routines in my morning. I journaled, uh, I meditated for an extended period of time. And now I was meditating for 20 minutes or 25 minutes in the morning instead of five or 10 minutes. I was doing some yoga stretching on my own. I was doing the foam roller like oh my gosh, my morning routine had evolved into probably like a two hour ordeal, but I could do that because we were working from home. And so I could still get up at the same time and do that routine because I didn't have to commute anywhere. So I got so used to that. It was really difficult to then once again, commit to going back out at 6am in the morning, three days a week, because I could no longer do the yoga on those days. I could no longer do the journaling or the meditating for that long because not only did I have to drive somewhere and it was a little bit later and then that put me back home later, but now I had to factor in what time I actually had to leave to drive again to work. So it was hard because I had gotten used to it. I was happy with it and I made the decision to change it. I think you have to find what works for you. Like I said, I didn't like meditation. I didn't like yoga. I'm not telling you to do either of those things. I think what I'm telling you is try stuff. Just try stuff. It's really all about experimenting and not having these preconceived notions. And I know all about them because that's what I had. I had that about all these things that I'm talking about, the journaling, the meditating, the yoga affirmations. It was like, what the heck is this? And who does this? And it sounds just like a, really a bunch of ridiculous nonsense. And I have to tell you that I can't believe how close-minded I was. I guess you have to just be ready to be open to new experiences and new ideas. 
And I'm so glad that with all of those things, I gave them a chance. And two, I gave them more than one chance because I wasn't sold on most of them the first time that I tried them. So to give it more than one try, to try different variations of whatever that is, um, be open because you just don't know what you'll discover. Something else. Don't reach for your phone. Okay, maybe you'd need the phone. Look, I have a meditation app. Of course, I need my phone. I do not look at social media. I do not look at my email. I try not to look at my notifications. Sometimes they're there, obviously, when you turn on your phone. But I don't go down the rabbit hole when I see a notification and then click on it and start reading it and, you know, where that takes you. It's so important because... The minute you look at your phone, it's like your mind starts, your day starts, your stress level starts, you start thinking about all the things you have to do, something you don't want to do today. And that's not the point of this. That's not going to help. That's just going to be counterproductive. So don't do it, no matter how hard it is. Make sure you build in enough time so that you don't have to look at your phone. You know what? Maybe that's the first thing that you start with. I'm going to get up 10 minutes earlier and I am not going to pick up that phone for 10 minutes. The point is you make the rules, right? I'm not going to be able to see what you're doing at home. You have to be your own accountability buddy. No one else can make this happen but you. And so you have to be open to different ideas and experimenting and researching and you really also have to be open to nighttime. The nighttime changes depending on what your current habits are. I think a lot of people almost have more time with the nighttime changes because you do want to be careful. Sleep is so important. We hear this all the time that it is critical for our physical and mental health. So you don't want to be cutting into that sleep time. So you do have to make sure that you're getting those, let's just say seven or eight hours of good sleep so that you're going to have to sacrifice. You're going to have to sacrifice on the nighttime end. And believe me, it's hard. It's hard because I know for me, well, I think for all of us, right? You know, after a day of whatever you do, you just want some downtime. You just want some relaxation. And it's almost like, yeah, the sleeping is relaxing, but you don't even know what's happening. So you don't count that. You want to have that awake relaxation time and you don't want to cut that short. And I get that. But when you do start doing it in small increments, you really don't feel it. I mean, what's 10 minutes? Anybody can do 10 minutes. Don't look down the road and think, well, if I want to incorporate this, I'm going to have to find an extra hour. I'm going to have to find an extra hour and a half, whatever. No, no. With any of these changes, you cannot do that. So how do you even start? I think the first is you got to have a little bit of self-reflection and think to yourself, what am I trying to achieve with this? Do I want to do some physical exercise? Am I looking to, you know, I don't like my how I'm eating, my mental state, you know, explore and think what is the most important change that you think would be the most beneficial to you. 
not to anybody else. And then once you have that area, figure out what it is that you want to do, right? Set your goal. Here's what I want to incorporate. Here's how much time I want to do it for. And hold yourself accountable to be consistent with this every day. You know, one of the hardest things, and I'm still not great at it, is trying to keep that same sleep wake up time seven days a week, even on the weekend. Now, of course, I don't really have a big social life these days. So it's not like I'm out until all hours of the evening on Friday and Saturday night. But even if you are, try and not sleep in. Maybe you're someone who, you know, is sleeping till 11 o'clock on a, on a weekend. And every once in a while, I think that's fine. But try and just come as close as you can to that Monday through Friday routine. So, you know, for me, what I do is I do get up at 5.15 Monday, Wednesday, Friday to get to that class at six o'clock. The other days, sometimes on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I try to get up on five at 5.15, but other days I push it to 5.30 or six o'clock. And on the weekends, I might push it out a little bit to like 6.15 or 6.30. So it's not exact, but certainly on Sunday night, I make sure to get back into my routine of going to bed. Usually I go to bed around 10 o'clock so that I get like seven hours on those nights and I still have time for myself at night. So consistency is definitely, definitely key. A way to make sure that it sticks is to be prepared the night before if you need to do something to set yourself up for success. So since I'm getting up to go to this exercise class, what do I do the night before? I take out all my clothes, everything. I take out my um, Yeti and have that on the counter because I'm going to fill it with water. I have everything else. I actually have like my mat and my sneakers and stuff in my car so that I don't have to grab it. So I don't have to think the alarm goes off. The clothes are sitting right there. I brush my teeth. I put the clothes on downstairs, water and right into the car, whatever you need to do to make it easy, do it. Cause that will certainly help. So morning routine. It's important. It really does. It sets you up for success. It does make your day so much. It's so nice to kind of like ease into your day. You know, it does reduce your stress. It it gives you healthier habits, right? When you start off doing something good for you, then it kind of makes it easier to keep that going the rest of the day. So whether it's something physical, mental, nutritional, you know, I wanted to get everything. Oh my gosh, I got to get something from each category. And I want to add this and I want to add that. And like I said, I did get it up there to like two hours. And honestly, I, I love it. I love it. If I could do that every day, I would, it's just too much for me. And so then I had to give myself grace and be like, okay, things are changing. Now the pandemic is over. This worked for you before. Now you've got to adjust. So just like everything, you have to be kind to yourself and not have your feet so dug in that you're not willing to adjust as things change and time goes on. Put a note, do not pick up that phone. I do not want to see you picking up that phone because you're going to be accountable to yourself. Only you. I don't have a telescope to look through your window to make sure you're doing these things. If you want to make positive change in your life, you're the only one who can do it. 
And so you have to hold yourself accountable. Setting a morning routine, I think, is a fantastic place to start, to start making change because it just sets the foundation. I hope I've inspired you. I hope I've inspired you to give it a try or try something new or look at the whole morning routine in a different way. Please DM me on Instagram at debbie.r.weiss and let me know. Okay. And uh, before I go, let me just say, if you're interested in receiving a preview of my upcoming memoir on Second Thought, Maybe I Can, which is going to be published on August 9th. So if you want a preview of of the first chapter or two, then you can go to www.debbie.r.weiss.com slash free preview. And then you just put your name and email, and then you will get an email with the preview. Can't wait to hear all about your morning routine. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening today. And remember, you've always had the power, my dear. You just had to learn it for yourself.